Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside head coach Tony Ursland, supervisor of ops, Taryn Lipset, Corey Palm behind the scenes as our producer today. Uh, we'll cut right to the chase. We won't beat around the bush. Dylan Lighty getting the number one spot on the podium Vegas, this, baby, this Vegas. past weekend in Vegas. Uh, Clearly, always a big tournament for Lighty. He must love Vegas. Uh, he always goes out there and competes well. Uh, he was seeded third, beat the 14th, 11, 2, and 1 seeds in the tournament to get the championship spot. Uh, according to Intermat rankings, that's 5, 6, and 13. Uh, I just, I'm going to say a lot of rankings today just for context for our numbers, viewers' numbers, sake. Numbers, numbers, numbers. I know you don't care about the, the rankings as much, but just for context for the, the fans at home, uh, one of which of those matches beating Labriola from Nebraska, who he's kind of had a back and forth with that Labriola has beaten the last couple times in overtime. Of course, this one going to sudden victory as well, but going Lighty's way this time in sudden victory. Yeah, I think this was the uh, the rubber match, so to speak, because mm-hmm. they were two and two. Lighty having won the first two, Labriola, n- you know, nipping him last year with routing time in both of his victories. Mm-hmm. So it, it was nice to see um, Dylan, you know, go get the takedown, even though it was overtime. It took us maybe a little longer than I, I would have liked, but to see him just kind of take it in his own hands and go get the takedown, both in the finals as well, right? You know, he didn't let it go to the ride out. You know, he took it in his own hands and he went and got the takedown. Uh, nice to see from him. It, you know, he, he's you know he's a very confident kid, and um, you can see it in how he competes. You know he can wrestle hard for a long time and, and he'll, he'll win the tough positions and it was good to see in that match again going back to that, that semis against Labriola he's uh, kind of compiling his knowledge of the wrestler that he's facing like I said he lost in, in overtime the last two years to be able to come in to this one knowing that that's what like Labriola kind of had his his game plan coming in and Lighty was able to flip the script make it a sudden victory, and still be aggressive in that overtime period rather than, you know, kind of sitting back and, and waiting for, for Labriola to do something. Yeah, you, you always want to take it in your own hands. You know, I'm not a big fan of the 30-second rideouts, you mm-hmm. know, to decide a match between two two good kids. So right. you just, you know, we preach to our guys all the time, you take it in your own hands, go get it. You know, don't wait to see what happens. You know, go execute. And, uh, you know, when we're, when we're back in our room, every day we end every go – with, with sudden death, it's score to win. And so, you know, you just want your kids, you know, to be there a lot and to, to feel like I understand what I have to do in this situation to be successful. I mm-hmm. thought it was great, too, to see Lighty go, uh, you know I, know, I know that you guys have been pressing him to other parts of his offense. You know, go, go with your double leg, go with your ducks, go with, you know, he's got, he's got some stuff in there um, that he doesn't break out very often. And, and to see him hit that blast double to, to finish it off against Labriola was, was pretty cool. It looked good. I watched watched the match back this morning, and the double leg stepped through uh, to get the trip as well. I mean, it was it was good for a sudden victory takedown. Yeah, strong finish, right? You don't want to leave any doubt. I mean, not only did he hit the shot, but then he went and got the double leg. Leaves no room for the scrambling, right? Mm-hmm. He did a nice job controlling the the finish to yep. leave no doubt to get the two. I got one more thing on Lighty that What's I wanted up? to add in there. Coach can touch on this a little bit if he wants to. He may not want to. <laughs> uh, I thought a really cool thing about Dylan winning the tournament, you know, he got to go backstage and talk to the media. Uh, you know, Flo interviewed him, the open mat interviewed him. And um, I was blown away by, like, the passion that he brought in that interview and how none of it was about him. He sat there and he talked about his teammates. He talked about the fact he was upset that 
we weren't going to be able to get up to third or fourth in the team standings mm -hmm. at the time. Or, or it was it was it was still mm -hmm. possible at the time, but it was a long shot. Um, and uh, as excited as he was about winning himself, he was more upset about that they that we couldn't get there. And uh, and just went on and on about his teammates and about you know the coaching staff and. And uh, he got a little too riled up at times. The language was a little bit colorful. He but... broke some SID rules, and, and, he, and he and I had some, he and I had some words about it. Um, but uh, and of course, he listens to his coach too much in the practice. I just say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, and he threw him under the bus too. That he was did. a crazy he, he part. Threw me under the bus. Didn't he? Dylan threw coach under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just, you know, the maturity and the. Um, you know, just the passion that he brought for his team and for Purdue to that to that interview and whatnot. Um, for an SID, you know, for that side of the comp side of me, I thought it was pretty exciting. Yeah, I you know, I, I will, you know, say, you know, Lighty um, has embraced the leadership role and understands what it is to lead within the team. So I, I think he's he's doing a, a good job this year of, of being aware of leading and his position with the team. And then, I'll, but I'll say that for the rest of the group, they've all embraced that. You know, we have guys that embrace that more than ever now, and I think that's tremendous. It's not just every man for himself. The team is important. That experience is important. And and ultimately, right, if we want to get to where we want to go in terms of Big Ten championships and and placing, you know, as a team in the in the national championships, you know, in the top four, you have to have that. You it can't just be everybody out for themselves. You have to understand that it's about the group. And certainly you help the group by taking care of yourself, but man, you want to see your boys do well too. And those guys suffer every day in the room together. And, uh, and I think they're, they're getting to be a, a confident group and they know what they can accomplish. But to see him, hey, you know, as a team, you know, that's important to him as well. It's, it's, it's nice, you know, and I think the entire group feels that. You know, and, you know, Devin Schroeder and those guys, you know, it's not just about them. They, they want to see their teammates do well, too, and, and, um, and that's, that's what's nice about this group. It's amazing how that kind of stuff can bring a team together and make them tighter and make them closer when they see one of their leaders go achieve something so great, but then turn around and not make it about him. Yeah, make it about the group. Yeah, and and I would say from a uh, from you know a recruiting standpoint, even that's something that we feel really good about. Where it's not just you know you, we're not going to ask you to do this by yourself. You know you have a whole group of guys here who are really motivated at achieving at a high level, and then they want they want to support you in that way, right? And from the coaching staff to the team to to everybody who's around them, Elaine and those guys. So that's definitely taken hold here, and, and we're excited about what what that does for this group. Culture, culture, culture. Yeah. That's what it's about. Don't ever sleep on it. Nope. And it's these guys, they're setting, they're setting expectations, they're setting a standard, you know, Dylan going out and winning Vegas, which, as we always talk about, the gauntlet of a tournament. Uh, we listed the, the guys that he, he got through to get to that point. Fourth, uh, fourth Purdue CKLV champ all right. time. It's, it's guys like Lighty, guys like Schroeder, that, that need to, to go to those places because then they set a standard and they set an expectation for the rest of the team that third and fourth, while it's great at a tournament like that, we've got higher expectations than that, that we want everyone, each weight class at the top of the podium, and they're setting that expectation for everyone, including recruits that are considering coming to this school, coming coming to wrestle for you, is that it's it's not, uh, placing just isn't, isn't good enough, that placing one is, is where we want to be at. 
There's no doubt. I mean, um, when you see guys do it, it probably you know, it helps the young guys coming through, right? That uh, they see, yeah, it can be done. And there, there's guys I'm rubbing elbows with every day that are doing it. They start mm-hmm. to believe. And, and I can do it too. So that, that's, that's definitely a good thing. I think the one thing you mentioned that I would want to kind of really emphasize is you just can't come out of this, you know, too high, right? Like we only, we had one guy win and even the guy who won in Lighty, we can score sooner in the match. We can score more often. We have lots of offenses. So there's, you can't, you can't ever be satisfied. And that's something that we've really mm-hmm. tried to emphasize in the program is, man, coming out, it, nice performance, guys. You did a good job. You fought hard. You know, here's some of our mistakes positionally, you know, or maybe even how we, uh, you know, started the match. Maybe we didn't start fast enough, but you just, you cannot be satisfied. You know, you can feel good about, okay, uh, I'm making gains and I'm getting better. And that's reflected in how well you did in a very deep field. You know, it was a deep field and, and, and a lot of guys did really well. But, man, we're still not where we want to be, you mm-hmm. know, unless we came out with 10 champs. How, you know, you know how good are you? You still got right. a lot of things to do. Right. Uh, Schroeder placing second this past weekend. Uh, started just a beat. Intermat, according to the Intermat rankings, came out yesterday. 14, 17, 15. Lost to number two uh, in the rankings in the finals. I believe he moved up somewhere in a record this past weekend, right? Didn't you say that yesterday? No, he's 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 gotten up to third. He's third all time. Um, the other the other note back points. Or back, back points. points. Yes, sorry, right. back points. Um, he did the, become the second guy. Yeah, that's what. So it was. his he has now exceeded a hundred back points in all three of his seasons. Um, and the only other guy to do that all time was Jake Pataxel. And we're not to Christmas. So. And we're and we're not no, to Christmas. He, he's yeah. already he's already over. He's got a hundred and four, and uh, and climbing. Well, he's going to have to keep climbing if he wants that that to take that record from Pataxel because, as we talked Man, about, that's a big that is a quite the record. I still got to figure out how many Jake would have had if if he'd been able to get four. Yeah, that, that's an out of season assignment when you when yeah. you have time to <laughs> lock yourself in your office and uh, pull the blinds down. And even good then, luck, it good luck. Even good luck. Though, right, <laughs> even then, it had to be a roundabout number because I mean, you never know. How right. many were on the edge? How many, you know, maybe a referee gives him an extra one that he maybe shouldn't have gotten. Uh, but Devin Schroeder having a good weekend, placing second, uh, you know, falling short in the finals, but still a good weekend for him. Yeah, um, he's a handful, and he knows it. He, he's wrestling with an edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very confident kid. Uh, you know, he wrestles through all positions. You know, he's right. I, I like where he's at, you know, uh, again, you know, with him, yeah, this is the coach. I mean, I, I, I apologize, but right, we gave away an easy takedown from the front headlock where I know he got hit in the head. And Never he be stun- satisfied, coach. Yeah, he got stunned a little bit, and he, and he gave away uh, an easy two um, there. Um, we also had the two waved off. If you guys remember, we, we won a scramble situation, and the official gave two, and then we rolled out of bounds, and they took it back. And I know, you know, uh, Devin and I had talked, and he knew if, if he knew that he hadn't had two yet, he would have settled. He wouldn't have let the action go out of bounds, and mm-hmm. he would have worked to finish. So, you know, there's little things there. But, uh, I mean, he knows he's right there. You know, he's, yeah. I think he's really excited about where he's going and what he has to do. So, uh, overall, really good. Um, but enough there that he's got a really short. It was really hard for me to see that scramble for where I was sitting, and I haven't gone back and watched it on video. Did he? Did he almost have a Peterson? Is that what it was? And then well, he, he, and then he, he like transitioned. Scored, he almost scored. He didn't score off the Peterson. That wasn't it. They didn't think you know the kid was kind of sitting up, and we were a little too parallel. But when we turned back in, we were kind of in a high crotch situation, and we had the hips down and the leg hooked. We just didn't have our right arm couldn't come out right. Our, okay. our right arm needed either to cut off to the double or go find the head. And, and cross-face him back and put him down. Um, our arm was trapped in, but the official still called two, 
Okay, so now the kid start, tries to roll him out of bounds, and Devin's thinking, I have two. I got two, yeah. So he let the action go out of bounds. He should have settled, kept the kid's hips down, worked to cover. But, you know, that's, that's a tough one to really get on Devin about. The only thing you can say is, hey, you know, if there's any doubt in your mind because the arm's trapped, settle, hold him there, get the two, don't let him take the action out of bounds. Especially if you're Devin anyway, because, you know, you want to keep him in bounds, go get the wrist, go get a turn, you know, open yeah. the, really open the match up. So, Wait, you're saying Devin turns people? Nah, that's what I heard somewhere. But there's it's a larger a, a larger a point that can be made there is being able to stay in each individual moment. You know, you, you, you said that you can't really blame him for not, you know, they're going out of bounds, that he thought he had the points, but having that little bit of doubt to be able to go through that entire process in a matter of seconds half seconds to be able to make that decision that ends up being the difference in some matches. Yeah, but, but that's how you got to be, right? I mean, that, that's, that's the difference between the guys who are national champs or top three and the guys who are maybe rounded 12 at nationals mm-hmm. are, are those opportunities you get and how do you handle the opportunity. So, um, like I said, strong, good tournament um, from, from a performance standpoint with Devin, but there's enough there that we can we, we really need to go back work and, and find ways to make that be the difference. You know, a guy who's number two in the in the nation and was in the national finals last year, you gotta find a way to, to win those those key positions. Sure. Another fun note about Devin, Devin got his second career fall, which seems silly for a guy that does as much turning as he does and scores as many bonus points as he does. Uh, that, that his fall over uh, Brandon Courtney from Arizona State in the quarterfinals was just number two of his career. Well, I think I I think I could put those pe- those puzzle pieces together. Instead of keeping a guy and working towards the, the fall, he'd rather get his four points, turn him back over, get the four points again, turn him back over, instead of you oh, know, 100%. Spending, yeah. spending the next 30 seconds trying to get that other shoulder down, he'd rather let him come back over and then go get his points again. Listen, we got to get on shop. Shop's got to do a better job. <laughs> no doubt. The, the evolution <laughs> AJ, of, pick, of pick the it up. game for Devin pick it is, up. is we got to have a fall. So okay, we got that, something to work on. Hey, that fall was a pretty that fall was a pretty one though. Yeah, you listen, when you end a match, that's great, right? Let's just let's get it done. End <laughs> it. Uh, another guy placing second, Christian Bruner. Uh, I wouldn't say having a breakout weekend because everyone knows his he's his ability. Uh, his wins in the past speak for themselves. But I would say he had a resurgent weekend since he's had you know kind of wondering what was going on uh, before in the the beginning of the season comes out this weekend and gets some matches against guys that are at his level and ends up placing second. So I would say a resurgent weekend for, yeah, for Christian Bruno. He's a Bruner. guy who's been top five at Vegas before. He's been top 10 in the national rankings. He just had fallen out because he was you know, redshirting. So, you know, absolutely he made uh, a lot from the opportunity he had, uh, even though the score doesn't necessarily, you know, um, you know, indicated. I thought he still has closed the gap uh, from from you know a standpoint on Colin Moore. You know, I mean, he did get caught on his back late in the third, uh, which really opened the match up. I think it was like seven three maybe going into the third there thereabouts. And so I thought he's closing the gap. And, and actually, Christian was in this morning watching film with me. And and so um, I I like where we're at. Um, you know, he, he's a kid that he, he came out uh, of red shirt because he believes that, you know, he's good enough to win a national title and he can do this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this weekend reflected it uh, again. You know, there's some things he's got to work on, but 
you know, the most important thing is what are your expectations for yourself when you put your foot on the line? And he expects to, he expects to win. He expects to compete with the best. And so um, now it's about tweaking positions, getting to your attacks, you know, um, you know taking certain things away from your opponents sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in here. Is I, I know you go to somewhere like Vegas to sort of get away from the Big Ten a little bit if you can. Yeah. Is it good for him that, that you know, for end-of-the-year seeding purposes – he got a couple Big Ten opponents early. Yeah, you know, listen, we don't have Ohio State on the dual meet schedule, so that it was great for him to see mm-hmm. uh, more. You know, I mean, it was great for him to see him. So, absolutely, you know, you want to see those guys. Um, you know, it'll make you better the next time. So that's that's what you're hoping for, and that's why you go to those big events. You know, there's going to yeah. be Big Ten guys there. I, I think the Big Ten won half the weights. You know, I, yeah. I mean that's just off the top of my head quickly, so I don't have a stat. That sounds say, right, but, though. But that's I mean, it's I probably saying. a good bet if, yeah. without even knowing anything that happened to to think that the Big Ten won at least half of the rank, half of the weight classes. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's it's good to see those guys, and some guys we're going to have in dual meets down the road. But you know, we ran into a couple Ohio State guys that we're not going to necessarily see, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know that's good. We'll we'll have a better idea of what we have to do, what we need to work on as we go into Big Tens. Yeah. Uh, Griffin Perriott getting second at 49. Kendall Coleman. No, fourth. No, fourth. 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 Sorry. Fourth, yeah. uh, Kendall placing fourth at 157. Uh, Kendall running into Hidley from NC State. Uh, you know, kind of got caught by his own knee in the second period, I believe. Uh, first loss of the first loss of yeah. the season, though. Like yeah. Tanner said before we started, coming into the the weekend 16 and 0, which as far as we can date back, may be the best start. If you know somebody that finished better than 16-0, and 0, send us a note. Yeah, let us know because as far as we know, Kendall Coleman having the best start to a Boilermaker wrestler's season, uh, as far as we can tell. Freshman. Freshman, Freshman start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but first loss of the season this past weekend to a good opponent, uh, you have to think that he'll be better for it coming out of this yeah, weekend. Um, you know, Kendall competed well. Um, again, where he, you know, a couple things showed up that he has to work on. You know, uh, uh, highly, very, you know, good competitor, good positional wrestler, creates uh, pressure from from good positions, and and so um, you know he he has to handle that a little bit better. Know what he's looking for. You know, mm-hmm. I think he got a little bit all over the place where he wasn't sure what he was looking for. He was just trying to create, you know, yeah. and he needed to be a little bit more dialed in on what he was looking for, what he was trying to do. Uh, so no, I think it, I think it was good for him. You know, I mean, going into the tournament, his losses, those guys were one and two. You know, in in the state, you know, their the rankings have since shuffled. So I think yeah. they may be down. Maybe it's three and four, you know, or two, two and three. Two and sorry, three. two and three. Yeah. But so it's taking a really good kid to beat him. I think he knows he's right there. He's got to tweak a couple things. And so it was absolutely a good thing. You know, again, we talk about not seeing people necessarily again. I don't, you know, don't know that we'll bump into NC State until nationals. So it was. I think that's invaluable for him to see you know, uh, highly and, and have a chance to feel it and what it's going to be and then know what I need to do next time. So I thought it was great for him, um, you know, but we, we've, we've got to correct some things. And it's a learning process, too. I mean, he spent a lot of time on bottom in that match, spent a lot of time on bottom this weekend, and coming into the weekend, 16-0, and clearly you don't spend a lot of time in those positions. You're in control most of the time, so it's just getting getting put in different positions outside of the wrestling room when you're actually in a real match, mm-hmm. you, t- you can take a lot from that. Learning what it is that your instinct is in those situations and then learning yep. what your instinct needs to be in those situations. Yeah, uh, tournament that deep, like the national championships, you come out with what I call a lot of 
uh, areas of concentration. You find out yeah. um, where you really need to spend some time, and that's why you, that's why you wrestle a good schedule, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Sure. You know, I mean, you you don't want to be exposed at nationals, uh, right? And and that be the first time. Like that. Mm-hmm. You, that's why I love being in the Big Ten. You're always in the fire, and you know what the standard is. And so that uh, Cliff Keen is just an early season version of that. So you know what what we have to do. And and again, you know. He's got some work to do on some bottom stuff. He's not far away. Like I said, it's it's the effort is there. It's just positionally or tactically, what is he doing? Right. Well, finished fifth overall at Las at Cliff Keen out in Las Vegas. Uh, up to what in the team rankings? You know, kind of all over the place. We're kind of anywhere. So we're anywhere between a tie for tenth with track wrestling, and I think fifteenth with flow. That sounds okay. right in the tournament polls. The uh, you know the dual polls. We still can't figure that whole thing out right but um yeah we're you know i think we're down at 20 in the dual poll for nwca and uh yeah now i know that that rankings places which is weird rankings don't mean anything to you i mean it's good to get the recognition they're fun Uh, to talk about they're they are fun to talk about and just again just for context for people at home just to to see where we are in the national spectrum however you've got a few guys that are competing really hard they're they're getting up in those rankings uh, Dylan Lindy up to four uh, this week. My question is, as we head into Big Ten dual season, even at Midlands coming up in a couple weeks, the more success these guys have individually, the larger the targets to get on their back. They become bigger matches to each individual guy that they wrestle, and they're from this point out, and it's going to continue to get to get larger and larger, they're getting everyone's best shot. They're sending every, every duel you see, every tournament you go to that – they they become the upset, the guy that that these coaches are telling kids, if you beat him, you can you can go on to win this tournament, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the guys that you've got in this lineup right now. Yeah, um, so I would argue heavily that you don't ever change your mindset, uh, you don't ever move from the hunter to the hunted, mm-hmm. and it, which is essentially what you're talking about, I think, right? Like, right. You, you know, pardon, pardon the pun there. As soon with, as, with the soon hunter. as you change, every time you put your foot on the, on the line, you are the hunter. Mm-hmm. That should never, ever change. I don't care uh, who you're wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care if it's Iowa or Ohio State or Penn State. I don't care if it's another school. I don't want to, you know, say any, put anybody on the spot, right? I mean, yeah. you know, but you know what I mean? It, it just does not matter. And that's what you fight for as an athlete. Like, you should never take yourself out of that mindset. As soon as you uh, put yourself in the hunted category, you got problems. You know, you're probably trying to defend mm-hmm. something that you don't even have yet. You know, that's something that that's not going to be settled until Saturday night in March, third week in March. So I think it's just so important that you don't ever in your mind change that. And that's something we just, we always emphasize, you know, and I've seen it, it, it happened this weekend. We had a, we had a guy who I thought went out and was trying to protect something that he didn't have. And he wrestled terrible mm-hmm. and it was a terrible result consequently. And then the next day he made a decision, you know, you know, he was almost like, yeah, I just, I gotta, I gotta go, man. I gotta throw all this away, this garbage in my head away and go. And he went and man, the hard work and the talent that he has, it was reflected. He, he had a pretty good day. You know what I mean? Not a perfect day, but a pretty good day. So I just can't emphasize enough, man. You can never change your mindset from the hunter, you know, to the hunted. You're going to hunt. When you put your foot on the line, you're going to do what you're trained to do, and you're going to go out and you're going to score your points, and you're going to wrestle every 20 seconds the way you're trained to wrestle your 20 seconds. And then you deal with the next 20 seconds and the next 20. You know, I mean, I just, 
you cannot change your mindset. You know what I mean? If you do, you're going to be in trouble. And, and I just, I can't emphasize that enough. That's a, that's a huge point, I think, for any wrestler in this sport to, to remember. Don't change your mindset based on the guy standing in front of you. And, yeah. I mean, that kind of ties into what we talked about before with Lighty, Schroeder, these guys placing highly at, the, at, at tournaments, is top to bottom in this lineup, you can go and compete. That it doesn't matter what happened before this weekend, it doesn't matter what's going to happen after this weekend, that if you go out and compete, you're going to get the recognition and it's going to feel really good come, come Monday, come Tuesday morning when the rankings come out. I'm sure Lighty feels very good right now to be getting that kind of recognition after getting uh, the number one spot. I'm sure he knows, even though you don't like to talk about rankings, I'm sure he knows that he's up to four. Uh, but of keeping that mentality that, that you're going to yeah. step on the line and you're as good as anyone that's going to step on, on the line across so from you. So that's the key, right? Like you, you, you need to know. I'm I'm good. I'm good enough to win. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm good enough to win everything. I'm right. good enough to win it all. But uh, I got to go do the work. I got to execute, and I'm not going to change my mindset to do it. I mean, you've got to think uh, every day about what it's like. I got to be careful how I say this. I don't want to confuse people. But you got to think about the national championship every day, right? Like every day when we end a go, and I say, okay, hey, it's it's sudden death, takedown wins. Uh, you know, in your mind, this is Saturday night and overtime, and I got to go get my takedown. And sure. if you put yourself there every day, when you get to Saturday night, third week in March, I've been there a million times. This is not something that's going to overwhelm you. Sure. You know, it's not something that's going to make you necessarily pull back and be cautious. You know, you hope, right, that the fact that they've practiced this and rehearsed this mentally uh, every day from the time this, you know, we started, or every day of the year, for that matter, mm-hmm. that. I've been here, I've done this, now let's go execute. And there's confidence in that. And there's composure in that. So that, that is more what I would, you know, what I would say than um, you know, let, letting a match build up in your mind in importance. They're all important, mm-hmm. right? Every match is important. Every time, they're not special. You, know, you don't want to make a match special. Yeah. You, as soon as you make it special, you change your mindset. Now you're the hunted instead of the hunter. But you've got to say, hey, they're all important. Of course. I've got, got an opportunity to compete, man. They're, it's important, let's do it. Well, Vegas in the rearview mirror. Finals week also in the rearview mirror, which is uh, not for... in the rearview mirror yet, buddy. Oh, we're we're dead, dead smack in the center. Oh yeah, <laughs> dead smack in the center. Last week was dead week. This is finals week. There we yes. go. Yes. Finals, finals week will be in the rearview mirror very soon. Uh, for a lot of these guys, I mean, it's a very stressful time. Student athletes, uh, of course, but getting into the the part of this 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 couple week stretch here where scheduling gets a little bit easier for you just because uh, these guys, they've got classes to worry about, they've got homework, they've got tests and stuff to worry about. Their schedules open up for the next couple weeks. Uh, what, what does the schedule look like over the course of the next couple weeks? And, and before, you know, we won't get into SIUE too much today, but. You know, this week it's a, it's a different schedule because we're working around finals. So it wasn't their regular class schedule. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have your conflicts worked out for your semester. Now it's truly based on where they have their finals. Like today, we're not going till later. Typically, you know, we're at 2 o'clock workout, and now we're going at 3.30 just because of how finals are. So we really adjust and we work around the finals uh, when we can have everybody in the room together. Um, and so it's a little bit of an awkward schedule this week, different from what they've experienced. But once we get down to Saturday, we flip over. Obviously, we've got Southern uh, uh, Illinois coming up next Thursday, the 19th. So then we'll flip over, and it'll be, you know, uh, a lot of two-a-days, you know, with technique or lifting in the morning, and we'll come in the afternoons and, and have practice. And we don't have to worry about, you know, um, school. So it's a nice time to just really focus on training, mm-hmm. and we try to make jumps then. You know, we'll try to make some jumps because there's no other distractions. 
so it's it's about hey let's let's get our training in you know head over to southern illinois and and, and compete hard compete well and then then we're going to take a break kick them loose for christmas so um you know that's what you want out of that you know that next block you know mm-hmm. let's, let's put finals behind us and then let's, let's solely focus on the business at hand and, and go into break you know feeling good about the work we've put in and i'm sure it's it's probably good to break that schedule up a little bit, break these guys out of their routine. I mean, I know you say you only move practice a couple hours, but even for this week where they're, they've got finals at specific times of just breaking that routine and having guys adapt to, okay, instead of at two o'clock today, we're going at four o'clock today, and then maybe I'm a little bit more tired at eight o'clock tonight because we went a little bit later in practice. Uh, breaking that routine a little bit is probably helpful for some guys. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's always good to keep some things fresh, right? I mean, um, you know, they got, in my mind, I don't know if they consider this a, a, an extra day kind of off, but, you know, coming out of Vegas, they had Monday off, and then yesterday was just a lift and a condition. You mm-hmm. know, we didn't we didn't get on the mat, so, you know, it's nice to kick them, you know, with something different, you know, instead of just going right back to the mat. I really believe we're in shape and, you know, and, and yep. uh, you know, relatively healthy. You know, you're always a little nicked up coming out of a weekend like that, but... You know we're we're in a good place, so it's, I say we came out we came out pretty good, all yeah. things considered. Yeah, and so it's it's just more about you know mentally keeping people excited, right? Like I like where we're going, and we will make corrections technically, which we've talked about a few guys. Uh, we'll we'll fix those things, but it's, you know you, you want to stay excited about what you're doing, stay fresh mentally, you know. And I'm sure uh, staying mentally fresh is something that you're going to have to focus on the next couple weeks because. This past weekend, uh, Vegas, off this weekend, next weekend, SIUE, off a weekend, and then Midlands. So yeah. for the next three weeks, three, almost four weeks, there's they have one match. They have to yeah. make one time. You know, well, that will be kind of the year. I mean, obviously, the quality of the competition with Big Tens is, is going to remain strong. But by design, when, when I was doing the schedule last year, it was I wanted a lot of volume early. And I still wanted to get tested, but we wanted to kind of pick and choose our spots mm-hmm. and be tested. Um, and so now, honestly, we will have uh, more time to train and sharpen. Um, our match count is, is up where we need to be. You know, uh, For people who aren't aware, you need 15 matches from an RPI standpoint. Most guys are going to have that or will very nearly have that. So you know, I'm not worried about guys not getting their qualification standards or things. Right. This is coach talk. You know, the, the guys, they show up and wrestle. But for me, I wanted, I wanted some match counts up earlier so that if we get hurt late, it doesn't affect us in our qualification stuff. And so I feel very good about where we're at from a match count stuff. So now literally it's just, let's just sharpen. Let's just sharpen. And you saw that last year with a couple guys, the, their match count wasn't where it needed to be. So instead of wrestling duels late, they had to go wrestle some open tournaments and yep. you know get a couple matches versus one here. And yeah. Not having to weigh that stuff has got to be so And then you're easy. rolling the dice on whether or not you're going to get D1 matches at right. some of these open tournaments. Right. It's, it's crazy when you try to like, you're doing the math and you're constantly counting and you're constantly like Tony and I submitted a question, uh, you know, to the NWCA this week to try and figure out, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, how a, how a medical forfeit works into that stuff. Cause we're not yeah. entirely sure. And so you don't want to get too caught up in it, but you're caught, but you're always thinking yeah. about it. I mean, it's that's, the system. that's my job, that's right? Like job. The, right. Co- yeah. coaches coach and, and, and wrestlers compete. And so I don't want our guys to worry about that. You know, they, they, Hey, when you put your foot on the line, we're all in and, and go, um, but for my part, you know, I want to put this team in the best place to qualify and be at national. That's our, you know, that's our job. We want to be there and have the opportunity to 
to win your national titles and be an All-American do that. So, um, And you'll find, in this side note, just real quick, you'll find coaches do it a different way. Some guys sure. go light up front, and they build on the back end, you know what I mean, to get there, right? Um, I thought, you know, I wanted to hit a couple tournaments early, kind of get our match count where we need to be, and then, you know, it's kind of just get sharp, get sharp, you know, work to your peak um, in that way. So you, you might get different perspectives from different coaches. This is kind of the route that with this team this year that I took. Mm. The other thing, maybe it's intentional, maybe not, but to have some downtime before a big tournament and then some downtime before a big tournament, that's how Big Tens is. You've got your last duel, then you've got almost two weeks off before Big Tens. Then you've got almost two weeks off before NCAAs. Yep. So that, that time to sharpen, you talk about you know going to these tournaments and guys figuring out the rhythm. Okay, when do I just need to start getting loose? When do I need to start getting warm? It's kind of the same thing on a, on a macro level. Yeah, no, it's, I think you always, these events, right? And we talked, you know, before we went to Vegas, it's a deep field, right? Over 100 ranked kids and the, and the number of ranked teams. So it is, it's, it's kind of like a, like a, you know, mini Big Ten, you know, and nationals. And so you try to work your training cycles out where you can work to a little bit of a peak. You know, we're not peaking for Vegas, right? right. By no means was that um, what we're doing, but you want to be ready. So you work to a mini peak, Okay, and then you're gonna you're gonna be you know at a level for a while, and then you're gonna train again and make a jump, and then you're gonna kind of hold that, and then you're gonna make a, your last jump right going into Big Tens, and then you're gonna want to hold at a high level for those last two weeks of the season. So it is it's about uh, working to your your peak, you know what that looks like, and every year we'll just start at the end of the year and we'll work backwards. We'll start in March and then we just work backwards to the front of the season about where you know where you're you're training, where you're you're peaking, and those things. Well, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville coming up in a couple weeks. Like I said, off this weekend. So next weekend, we'll preview SIUE. We'll also preview Midlands next week as well because we'll have a show next week and then we'll take a couple weeks off for the holidays as the team takes, takes some time off for the holidays as well. So uh, we'll, we'll be back at the beginning of the year, but we'll still have a show next week to preview the, the couple weeks ahead. Coach, thanks for your time today. Uh, look forward to the rest of the season. Uh, absolutely. One thing I do want to say is uh, my uh, my sister-in-law Tammy. <laughs> I was getting scared. Show. I was getting scared about where this was going I know, for a right? second. I'm ready. Nice. We, we talked about all that food, right? And and I think Tammy listened. And and I'm hoping for some cookies. This is my public oh, shout out again. Man, we need to sample the cookies. I love cookies. Uh, back when we come we'll, back on Christmas break, we'll so, do a live review. You know, we'll do a, we'll Tammy, we'll have a review on the show. Yeah, Tammy, get them ready. I have no problem we'll, eating cookies we'll have, on the we'll podcast. We'll have a taste test, and then feel free to throw in a few other items if you want. Uh, I'll I'll be back for Christmas on the 23rd. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna go off air now and continue our I will gladly try anything that gets sent on camera. Whatever, whatever, oh, whatever oh, they've got. Oh. Cookies. Okay. Cookies. Glad you clarified. Yeah, we, uh, we got the Olymp- Olympic trials, you know, the 21st and 22nd down in Dallas. We'll be down there with Jake. Jake, you know, Sufon's going to be competing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be a little delayed getting home, but uh, I always look forward to seeing, uh, seeing the family and uh, the cookies. <laughs> In that order. And, uh, and the cookies. Well... Until next week, uh, send questions, comments, anything you have at Purdue Wrestling on all social media platforms. Appreciate all the great feedback. Talked to a bunch of guys out in Vegas from the various uh, media outlets. Um, got a lot of good stuff on the podcast. They, they like what we're doing, and, and we appreciate that support. And it makes us feel good that we know that people are listening.
It does. Is there anything we can do better? Please let us know. Be sure to let us know. We'll work in any comments or questions you might have. Uh, so for head coach Tony Ursling, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter. As always, boiler up.